0: Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence or Roots Based Chicago Cubs Podcast with an eye on player development. And tonight's episode for reviewing Friday Night in the Cubs Pipeline is entitled Debuts and Cold Bats. Debuts and Cold Bats. I have scripted this one. More than I usually do. And some of you will listen to it and say, what? You script this stuff? You plan this stuff and it comes out this random? Hey, you got what you got. No, I, I scripted this. I'm doing it in a specific order. Normally I go um, Iowa all the way down through Mesa and then possibly the DSL if I haven't done that already. Today I'm going a little bit, bit jiggity-jag. Um, starting Myrtle Beach. And Myrtle Beach start. I had a double header today. Manny Espinoza swallowed a bunch of innings. Three and two-thirds innings, 78 pitches, eight hits, seven runs, seven earned, two walks, three strikeouts, three home runs. It really wasn't a good day for the Myrtle Beach pitchers. It just wasn't. Charleston River Dogs, very good offense. I'm used to that now. Kevin Maday had his 19th birthday today and celebrated it with a double. Owen Casey singled him in shortly thereafter. Jacob Wetzel and Josue Uma had home runs. It was Uma's first of the season. Frankie Scalzo came in late. He is better than the low A level. Final score, 7-4. Scalzo is hitting 95, um, kind of regularly. Game 2 of the doubleheader. First pitch against Jose Miguel Gonzalez was a home run. In the top of the second, Jordan Wogu doubled and scored on a throwing error by the pitcher. So it got to the second inning, and it was tied. And the first batter hit a home run. Jose Miguel Gonzalez would give up four home runs. It was that kind of a game. Myrtle Beach had two hits. Did I mention there were some cold bats? Final score, 15-1. to Mesa actually did very well offensively. Mesa did very well offensively. They led five to nothing after two, <laughs> and eight to two after four. The offense—it it is almost—it is almost the like, you know, the the start start of the short season ball. Um, Kevin Alcantara. One for three, two runs, two walks. Rafael Morell, three for three, a run scored, three RBIs. Jason Santana, three for five, a run scored, three driven in, a double. Juan Mora, two for four, run scored, two RBIs with a walk, home run. Malcolm Quintero, two for five, two runs scored, three driven in, a home run. BJ Murray, one for four, two runs scored with a walk. Final score was. Thirteen to two now I mentioned um debuts debuts are fun for me because I get to hear new information on a player that I'm not familiar with and there are three types of debuts, three types of debuts, and I consider them all debuts. One of them is when a player makes his first appearance in professional baseball. that is definitely certainly completely a debut. And I will try to check on those whenever possible, whenever they exist, whenever I stumble into them. Second type of debut is the first time a player plays in full season ball. In other words, the first time a player plays with an announcer going. When when I'm following a player in Mesa, when I'm following a player in the Dominican Summer League, There aren't announcers. I don't hear anything. I don't know anything. I'm not told anything. I pull what I can from the box scores, but I don't get any personal interest. I don't get any velocity numbers. I don't really get much of anything. The third type of debut is when a player has been in another organization or numerous other organizations and is starting for his first time in the Cubs organization. Today, just before the iCubs game started, it was announced that Jackson McClelland, with a D, uh, M-C-C-L-E-L-A-N-D, has been signed by the Cubs and assigned to Iowa. It seems like a bit of an odd time, a late time to add a player to AAA, Eh, it might be, it might kind of be. But when you consider that um, Cubs might have thought they were going to be able to retain Jake Jewell or um, Ryan Meisinger, and they didn't, they ended up going elsewhere. There, There just aren't a whole lot of arms left in the bullpen. Um, they're b- very mindful with Ben Leeper. Probably a couple other guys are up toward their le- their innings minimum or in- innings maximum for the season. Jackson McClellan, he will come in, be available for this weekend and then the next three weeks, and beyond that, we'll see. Who knows? I I wouldn't be horribly surprised, though I don't know this for sure, if he was given a successor contract for coming in. I don't know if that's the case. Um, Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But Jackson McClelland will be a guy that um, Alex Cohen is mentioning. From what I hear, there's Velocity, 98, 99, 100. Possibly maybe a little bit of um, more, more walks than would be desired. But since it will eventually be a debut... I'll finally get to hear stuff. I'll finally get to learn things. I will finally get to know stuff. Iowa, Matt Swarmer pitched, and if you've been listening to me at all here the last couple of whiles, Matt Swarmer had been fantastic in his last seven, uh, in his last ten outings. How did Matt Swarmer do today against a very good, very quality offensive team from Toledo? Seven innings, four hits, two runs, two earned, no walks, ten strikeouts. Both runs were on solo home runs. Not bad at all from Matt Swarmer. And Uris Rosario inning hit, two walks, two strikeouts. Dakota Meccas came in for the ninth inning, and it was rather amusing. The second hitter due in Dakota Meccas. inning was Zach Short. After Mechas retired the first hitter, the attention turned to Dakota Mekas against Zach Short. They have a podcast together. They are very good friends. They are close buds. Mechas spins a curveball, and it hits Zach Short kind of in the ear hole slash neck slash area. And, uh... Zach Short was fine. Zach Short was fine. He, he faded back. He was, he was still good. But he did fake acting like he was going to throw the bat <coughs> at um, Mechus. It was kind of funny. Uh, Mekas gave up a run, the run being driven in by the same player who had hit the first two solo home runs of the game. Offensively for Iowa, there wasn't a whole lot to choose from. Zach Davis, two for three. Ian Miller, one for two. Jared Young, one for three. Taylor Gushu, one for three. Trent Giambroni, one for two with a run scored. Greg Deitman homered in the ninth. Um, Trace Thompson, one for four with an RBI. I Cubs lose three to two. My guess is Saturday night, probably seventh inning, eighth inning, ninth inning. Jackson McClelland will pitch. Probably might be worth listening to if you're interested in listening to players who you haven't heard pitch before. Especially if you like velocity. Tennessee. Remember how I said that there wasn't a whole lot of offense going on? There wasn't a whole lot of offense going on. Dakota Chalmers pitched rather well. Five innings, four hits, two runs, two earned, four walks, four strikeouts. The offense, Nelson Velazquez, Brandon Beasley um Bradley Beasley and um Figuera Figuera Edwin Figuera had the only three hits. Tennessee loses three to nothing. We close with South Bend because that is a good place to close tonight. Two debuts, two debuts for South Bend. Zachary Lee and Miguel Pabon showed up in Beloit to play for South Bend a couple days ago. Miguel Pabon, 2-for-5, run scored, 2 driven in, had a triple. Johindrik Piango, 2-for-4, one run, one walk. Bryce Ball, 3-for-5, run scored, 2 driven in, had a double. Jonathan Perlaza, three for four, runs scored, RBI. DJ hers pitched, gave up two in the first, finished his night, six innings, three hits, four runs, four earned, two walks, nine strikeouts, fanned the side in the sixth. Turned the ball over to Zachary Lee, who fanned the side in the seventh, then fanned the first two hitters in, In the no, fanned the first hitter in the eighth. He fanned his first four hitters in advanced a ball. I'm going to take a deep breath. (sighs) Zachary Lee, who was a Cubs draft pick that pick this cycle, third day. Do I have a? Do I have that sheet of paper around handy? Eh, not really. It's hiding on me right now. Um, oh, here we go. Zachary Lee, uh, 11, 12, uh, 20, 19, 18, 17, 16th rounder. Zachary Lee, 16th rounder out of Texas State. First four pitchers, first four hitters he faces in advanced A ball, he strikes them out. Uh, I heard 98 mentioned and 99 mentioned. I asked someone who is a tenant, so do I buy into the 98? He said, oh yeah, 97, 98, 99. That's what he is. What the minor leagues, what the college thing is about. What the college thing that I recommend people do is about. I don't know if that sentence made any sense. If you decide you're going to follow a college baseball team, it's not essential to have an SEC team you're following. It's not essential to have a team that is going to be odds-on to be hosting in the regionals. That is not essential. The goal is to have a team that you're listening to, that you're trying to... Follow, that you're trying to learn about college baseball in whatever way, shape, or form. Zachary Lee, Texas State, Sunbelt Conference. Sunbelt Conference, reasonably decent conference in baseball. Reasonably decent, not uh, off the rails, not off the chains. Um, reasonably decent, though. Zachary Lee, when he was in college... Texas State. Texas State needed him to be a starting pitcher. They needed him to be a starting pitcher. They needed him to be able to go six innings, seven innings, whatever he could go. And then they'd bring in the relievers after him. Once he gets done with college, once he's finished with college, teams assess what he has, teams assess what he does. And if they do a little bit of homework they possibly might realize Zachary Lee is starting at Texas State because Zachary Lee has to start at Texas State to get Texas State to be the best team they can possibly be but if Zachary Lee is going to the professional ranks as a 16th rank as a 16th round selection he can then become a reliever Zachary Lee can then become a reliever at the affiliated level and instead of I don't know what he was pitching I don't know what his velocity was at Texas State his numbers were not particularly fantastic could be plenty of reasons for that but Zachary Lee becomes a starter or becomes is a starter at the college level Switches to being a reliever at the minor league level. And suddenly now he's throwing 97-98. That makes him a completely different asset than if he was a starter throwing, I don't know, what? 92, 93, maybe 94? Uh, When you follow a college team. And yes, you should probably have a college baseball team you're interested in if you are a baseball fan. Have a college team you're at least somewhat following, somewhat cognizant of, somewhat interested in, somewhat hoping they do well into the postseason. Know that squad somewhat. Know who their pitching coach is. Know who their hitting coach is. Know what the name of their venue is. All that kind of stuff. All the important stuff that you have for a team that you're paying attention to. And when you are assessing your team, which guy on your squad, which guy on the team that you're paying attention to in college, after all, in college baseball, college baseball starts in February and March. February and March. In February and March, what is going on in... The Cubs universe. What's going on in February and March in the Cubs universe? Possibly you might have a strike this year. Possibly you might have a lockout this year. Possibly you might have games. And then what you have is you have games out in Mesa where the starters play three or four innings. Then they leave and they go out to dinner or they go off and play golf or they go and do whatever. And... The back end of the um, for forty man roster, the back end of the guys who are brought in as non roster invitees decide the game in college in college, what you have in February and March, teams are playing their asses off trying to win baseball games because that's what teams try to do in college in college. teams are trying to win baseball games because they want to win games so they can possibly make it to the postseason. Have your squad. Figure out who your squad is. really doesn't matter who your squad is per se, as long as you're actually going to pay attention to them, regardless how well they do. Hopefully, they do well enough to keep your interest. But either way, they're going to have a Friday night guy, a Saturday night guy, and a Sunday night guy. Almost always. Unless there's a whole bunch of injuries, or there's a whole bunch of problems. Who's your Friday guy? Who's your Saturday guy? Who's your Sunday guy? Of your guys who are juniors and seniors, which of them are draft logical? Do the research. Find out which of these guys are draft logical. Are they any good? Are they worth paying attention to? Are they going to be 16th round draft picks? If they are 16th round draft picks, are they more likely to be starters? Or are they more likely to be, hey, Zachary Lee, he was a starter of middling value in Texas State. Let's get him to the pro ranks. Have him throw 97, 98 out of the bullpen. See if anybody can hit it. I recommend people do their homework. Find a college team. Find a team that you're kind of interested in for whatever reason. I'll learn about them. Learn about the three starters. Learn about the guys who are going to do this, that, or the other thing. And then, as the season progresses, as the season gets toward the draft, which of these guys might be draft picks? Which of these guys might be draft picks? But if they're not draft picks, they might sign um, as undrafted free agents. Know the players who are doing well. Know the players who make sense. Know the players who might be in pro-organizations eventually. Zach Lee is worth knowing. Zach Lee is in his first season as a professional, his first fractional season as a professional, his first fractional season as a professional, and he already looks good enough to be advanced A good. 16th round draft pick, He already looks 16th round good. The guy they picked in... What was it? Two rounds before. 14th round. Frankie Scalzo Jr. He is already better than... The low A level. Find your team. Find your squad. Do your research. Who's the leverage guys out of the bullpen? What's their velocity... Hey, face it, everybody is interested in who's throwing 94, who's throwing 95, who's throwing 96. That's what people care about now. The entire the, the old history of the guy who, well, he only throws 88, 89, but he moves the ball around here and there, and he has a really good sinker, and he hit, nobody, nobody cares about that anymore. Teams right now bring me a guy who's 94, 95, 96, 97. We'll ride him, we'll ride him, we'll ride him. Hopefully he stays healthy and he moves up the ladder, and he is useful at some point, either on the Major League Club or possibly as a trade piece. That's what people want. That's what people are after. So as you're picking your college college uh, basketball team, basketball college baseball team, whichever team it is, whichever team it is, right now, teams are generally having fall balls. Teams are generally having fall ball. They are playing some level of games against someone. This weekend, next weekend, the weekend after. Whatever it is that they're doing, they're trying to get their team pieced together so they know who they're going to have in February. So they know who they're going to have in February and they're going to start piecing things together. Find a squad. Find a squad. James Madison is potentially looking to move into a bigger conference. They're in the Colonial Athletic Association. Not one of the higher ranked conferences. Not one of the higher ranked conferences. But. They are just good enough in football, they're just good enough in basketball, and they're just good enough in baseball. Somebody might be interested in them because, after all, the Big 12 is adding teams. And if the Big 12 is adding teams and they're taking teams away from other conferences, those conferences are going to be looking to add people. The, every conference is trying to put together the best a uh, roster of talent that they can have. They want to have conference tournaments. They want to have multiple representatives in the NCAA tournament. Every conference wants to be as good as they can. Find yourself a college baseball team. Find yourself a college baseball team. who It can be, it, it, let's say you're a big Illinois loyalist it can be illinois it can you know, champagne it can be illinois state in bloomington it can be bradley in peoria it could be northern illinois it can pick your squad find your squad find an area you're comfortable with preferably south i say south uh um Champ- I, I would not recommend anything north of Champagne, But there are schools north of Champaign that work. Pick your squad. Pick your squad. Have your squad start to do your research. Tell me who your squad is. Tell me who you're going to be following. And you don't have to listen to every single game. It's more about who are the guys. Who are the guys last year that are sticking around coming back. Who are the players that you acquired um, in offseason? All that kind of stuff. Debuts at the affiliated level are based on locating players from somewhere else. Zachary Lee had a huge debut tonight. Miguel Pabon had his South Bend debut. Um, He sounds perfectly fine defensively. Second base, shortstop. I don't know if there's any third base in there. There probably could be. He sounds totally competent defensively. There was one play early in the game where he had somewhat of an awkward bounce and he was somewhat off balance as he was grabbing the ball. Throw to first was just fine, no problem. Miguel Pabón Probably should have been to advanced A already, except he's had horrible injury success. Um, Horrible success staying healthy. There, we'll we'll go with it that way. He's gotten injured a lot. First game in South Bend, two for five, run scored, two driven in, had a huge triple late in the game. It didn't end up leading to a win, but it was a, um, per- Perlaza was on second with two outs and a tie game in the eighth inning and he hit a triple to score him. Um, first inning he reached on an error, had another hit at some point during the game. Miguel Pabón is a useful piece. When players debut, when players debut at the full season level, often it will be at Myrtle Beach. In Pabón's case, it was in South Bend. In Zachary Lee's case, it was in South Bend. As players start to play, if you're concerned about the pipeline, if you're interested in the pipeline, if you want to know about the pipeline, here's the little tell. Here's the little tell. Before the game starts, preferably right before the game starts, about eight or ten minutes before, it'll show the... um daily roster the game roster and if it shows a player has um a non-batting average you know the old slash or the old slash for the era that probably means they haven't played at this level before if they haven't played at that level before either as a hitter either as a pitcher either as whatever take note does he sound like He's good enough at that level. Does he sound like he might be competitive on into the future? Doesn't have to be today. Doesn't have to be tomorrow. Doesn't have to be next week. But if Miguel Pabón and Luis Vasquez and um, Kevin Made and Ed Howard and Reggie Preciado and... James Triantos and all these other players. If a whole bunch of, if the Cubs have a whole bunch of talented players, then what they can do is they can have a player like Miguel Pabon. Hey, this guy's not bad. This guy's really not bad. And at some point, he might be a trade piece, even if he doesn't make it to the major leagues. As games go on, sometimes the Cubs affiliates will not do well. They will not win. Sometimes they will get three hit. What was it? Two teams got three hit today? Something like that. There's a three hitter and a two hitter. Something like that. Keep your mind open for what's going on that's useful. Miguel Pabón had a good day. Bryce Ball had a very good day. Jonathan Perlaza, looking at his numbers since, I think it's, was. it? June 14th or something like that. He's been the best player in the league. He's been the best player in the league. Z- uh, DJ hers very good tonight, especially after the first inning. Greg Dykeman, oh, what was the number? 12 of his last 14 games, 12 of his last 15 games, something like that. He has a hit. His batting average is up to the very respectable sector of things. If it ends up being a situation where he ends up getting called up to, to the major leagues for whatever reason, he's probably more well prepared now than he was then. Jackson McClelland will debut this weekend. If you're interested in gee, these are guys I've never heard of. I should probably listen to him. I should get exactly, exactly. Listening to minor league games is the best way to learn about the pipeline. I try to be the second best. It was a debut heavy night. And despite the fact that pretty much everybody got spanked, despite the fact that pretty much everybody got spanked, it wasn't that bad of a night. South Bend did okay. Nelson Velazquez had a hit. Matt former pitched well. There's good stuff going on. Josue, Uma Homer. There are things going on all the time. And with all the teams playing, everybody played, you can learn something about everyone. You can learn something about every affiliate every night you pay attention. Of course, tomorrow, you might have information that conflicts with some of the information from tonight, and then you have to assess which information you prefer, which information seems to be more applicable. But when I hear Zachary Lee, it's a legit 97, a legit 98, he is a legitimate, he sounds a legitimate bullpen option. He sounds a legitimate bullpen option for double A for next year. I'm going to say that again Zachary Lee, if he's sit 97 98, sounds like a legitimate double A bullpen option next year. And he was a 16th round draft player. 16th round draft pick in July, and he's already looking like a guy who might belong in double-A next year. From Texas State. Find yourself a college baseball squad. Find a squad that you're going to have the willingness to stick with them at least a little bit if they're losing games. And remember, you're doing this to learn stuff. You're doing this to learn stuff, not to be a um, manic, my team is always right, my team always over everyone. You're trying to do this to learn stuff. You're trying to do this to better understand the college baseball landscape and how that leads into the minor leagues and into the major leagues. Zachary Lee, Miguel Pabon, Jackson McClelland. Debuts in the minor leagues are fun. Especially when you knew nothing about the player in the first place. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great weekend.